Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. A huge Happy New Year as we enter 2022. And I'm excited that you're still listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can do a couple of things. First, if you're an Apple user or you use Spotify, you can rate and review the podcast there to get us in front of more people. Also, you can use the support links in the show notes to purchase products, get a discount for yourself, generate some income for the show, or you can join the Patreon. And there's some cool stuff coming with the Patreon I will be announcing very soon. I know I've said it before, but this time it's really happening. So I'm just excited for all that's to come in this year. Thank you so much for being a part of this adventure. And on to the show. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy, And I am once again with you, because if I wasn't here, the podcast really wouldn't be happening. But I'm here. And I also have a, an awesome guest with me here this week. I'm excited to talk to him and get into his story. His name is Logan, but if you follow him, you might know him better as Wolverine Fitness on Instagram. Logan, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited we're getting to talk, and I'm ready to dive into it, man. So let's not postpone it anymore. Not that we, we talk for an hour or anything, but tell us, man, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Gosh, I guess, uh, you know, just being a, a, a guy who has lost a, a little bit of weight, you know, I grew up, I was, I was always a bigger kid and, you know, just fell into some bad habits and eventually turned them around into uh, and the 220 pounds lost. So that's incredible, man. And when, when you were a kid, like, did it start really young? Were you always a big kid? Like... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it started, I would say, maybe around like the second or third grade. Um, you know, I, I got pulled out of school around third grade, and uh, I was homeschooled. And, you know, it kind of got, got nothing to do all day, you know. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of uh, watching TV and a lot of eating. So, um, you know, the weight definitely climbed up a little bit on that <laughs> And were you from a big family? Or was it just uh, you had access to the food? Like what? You know, what you I would that? say, I would say everybody in my house was a little bit bigger. Um, I definitely got to be like the biggest one. I think at my heaviest, I was four hundred and twelve pounds. Um, but I don't really know like what the highest weight was. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like access to food. Um, you know, my my family was like a Midwest style family, and uh, it was a lot of like you know meat and potatoes. <laughs> But like lots of like uh, like hamburger rice, you know, lots of like uh, pretty filling, you know, things, and it was just kind of like nothing to do. So you'd just be kind of like mindlessly eating, I suppose. For sure. And when do you? When's your? What is your first memory of like being conscious of your weight? Oh my goodness. Um, I guess I was always like kind of a kind of conscious of it. I mean, when you're a bigger guy, uh, I would say that. You know, you get reminded of it quite a bit, you know, by people <laughs> that, you're, that you're a big guy. So um, I would say, gosh, I think I think it was probably when I couldn't fit in like restaurant booths anymore. And, uh, you know, tying your shoe was a struggle. I had like the Velcro shoes. <laughs> so um, I was definitely a lady killer with those. Uh, but <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say I would say around around. Maybe like 15, I knew I was like pretty big and then I didn't really like change it until I was around like 23 or so. Yeah, I was going to say, so like this, there, 
sometimes when people become aware of it is when you find that either through familial intervention or through their own choice, you know, they start that kind of diet life. Uh, when, when did you just, when did you first actively make a change and what, what do you think really drove you to do it? Like, was it one event? Was it a, a combination of things? Like what brought you to that point? Man, that is a good question. That is a good question because, you know, you struggle with it for such a long time. You know, for me, at least I really did. And I can't tell you how many times I tried to get on a diet and I tried losing weight and it just did not work. And it's because like I messed up, you know, um, it's not because like the diet was wrong or anything like that. It was just because like I wasn't ready for it uh, mentally. Um, I would say I would say around 20 three I started losing weight and um I lost like 50 pounds and I was kind of like on a roll and then I just kind of got like taken over with like life and and I started succumbing to to old habits um and I gained the weight back and then it was actually during the pandemic uh at the start of like 2020 um I started losing like all of the weight and it was just more because it was like okay uh, I need to, I need to do this now. Um, you know, I'm not getting any younger. Uh, and I just, I am so tired of like, like living that life for me personally. You know what I mean? And I made like all the excuses in the book. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have loose skin and I feel like I'm going to, you know, look weird and all of these things that were just kind of excuses to, because I wasn't mentally there yet. Um, but then once, once I started losing weight and I started, you know, I went from a 5X big to, to like a, I think it was like a 2X. And when the 2X fit me, I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm so skinny now. I'm so happy. Like, it's so amazing. And then like, you forget about even having loose skin. You just, you just kind of like don't care about it anymore. And uh, yeah, now I can fit into a large. So, I mean, I guess it was around the pandemic where everything kind of clicked for me. I mean. You know, you hear people say like, oh, I had that click moment. I don't really feel like I had like a click moment. I just kind of knew like what I had to do. And before you made that change, like how do you describe like your relationship with food and, and how you how you used to eat? Like what was that like before? Man, it was so emotional. Um, I was definitely an emotional eater. If I was bored, I would eat especially. Um, if I was happy, I'd want to celebrate with like my favorite food. Um, if I was sad, I mean, yeah, I would definitely, you know, uh, but it was, um, gosh, it was, uh, it was like a lot of like, like just like pizzas and stuff like that, that would always give me like the fast foods and stuff. Um, I would say that that was like the biggest issue. Uh, it's just, just the emotional aspect of food and like the unhealthy relationship that I had with that because it really controlled like my day, you know, like it really, really controlled it. And it was to the point where at my heaviest, um, I was eating a whole pizza from little Caesars, like their, their meat one, um, like a whole large pizza. I would have their crazy bread, um, like two, like big tall boys of beer and like a bag of chips, like the family size bag of chips. And that was all in one sitting. And it was like incredibly unhealthy and I was so depressed. I was so like sad and, and miserable all the time. And it's because like I trapped myself in that body, you know, 
I just made myself like, like everything that I didn't want to be. I had just like, because of the emotions to it. And I think the, the hardest part, um, was definitely like breaking that. And because it was such a like autopilot, like instilled habit that, you know, it, it was almost impossible, uh, to break. So how did you get that started? You know, beginning of the pandemic, you decide that you need to make change. What, what were the first changes you made and what was that like? The first changes I made, um, that's a good question. Uh, the first changes I made was definitely, uh, being more conscious of my like water intake, uh, because that's a big thing. I was like such a heavy, heavy soda drinker and like, I, I didn't have like a glass of water for like years in a row um, because I was such a big like soda drinker. I was like, oh, I hate the taste of water. Like it doesn't taste good. Um, I think just taking soda out for me personally, like some people have lost weight while drinking soda. And if you can't do that, that's great. Um, but for me personally, like it was definitely changing into like water. Um, I replaced a lot of meats with like turkey meats. Uh, so that way, you know, it's a little leaner. Um, and I would say definitely like walking, uh, for sure, because I was out of, I was out of weight at like 400 pounds, 412 pounds. Like it hurts just to walk. It hurts just to get up and you definitely can't jog. You know what I mean? So, um, to start out, I, uh, went on the elliptical because that was like less impact on my knees and less impact on my joints. Uh, and then eventually that kind of snowballed. Um, and like I said, I had lost like 50 pounds before and like, I knew kind of like what I was doing. And then I would say the thing that really made it all stick, um, was, you know, the, the clothes fitting, uh, tons of clothes that I just couldn't wear because I was just too big for them. And I would always buy like gold shirts and then uh, another one of the bigger things was I was so hyper focused on like just getting the 200 pounds off. And that for me was the wrong way of doing that. Um, and I had to do like little steps, little goals, like, you know, 10 pounds, uh, you know, in two months, like that's, that's like setting realistic goals because for the longest time I was setting such an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation for myself. And when I didn't meet them, it would make me crash so hard mentally that I would revert back to old ways um, that were just so detrimental to my psyche and my health. So um, definitely like being kinder to myself, um, more understanding and forgiving is a big thing because if you don't do those things, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Uh, at least in my case, person. Yeah. So. No, for sure. And, well, it's one, I always laugh when people talk about some of their first exercise being the elliptical, because uh -huh. as one of the most uncoordinated human beings on the planet, I've tried the elliptical three times over the past five years. Uh -huh. And every time I've done it, I've fallen off. So <laughs> I, I always look up to people that crush the elliptical or even can use it as like, these these heroes that I want to attain a, the goal of someday because as soon as my arms and legs start moving at the same time it's like I'm I'm that inflated inflatable flailing arm man in front of an auto dealership like I just I just fall to pieces so I love hearing that when that's amazing yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a visual for people as well like that's a, I like to put a little visual stamp on that image but it's literally like that 
Um, and I did, yeah. I did it over 400 pounds fall off the electrical at planet fitness. That was fun. Once oh. watching everyone like run to make sure I was still alive. And I'm more just embarrassed because I'm like, my arms and legs don't like to move together. Uh, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. But I've definitely had my fair share of like fall down moments that really sucked, you know, especially when I was a lot bigger. Oh yeah. So I feel you. Hey, the ground hurts, you know, when you're that mm-hmm. big and you fall, it hurts so much. Oh, what the average, like the average person falling, average size person falling, they know they're probably going to have some pain, but when you're that big and you fall, you're the immediate thought in your head is, did I break anything on myself or something else? Like, did I hurt someone? Like, you know, all of that stuff goes through your head, but that's that's a whole nother podcast discussion. Let's, let's go back into your story and, you know, I see, I go off on tangents sometimes, but that's all good. Me too. <laughs> so as you're getting started and making these changes and seeing results happen, you know, you talked about your relationship with food being an emotional one. What was, what were you doing to work on that side? Was it that, that consciousness and giving yourself that grace that allowed you to, to work through that? Or what do you think was going, you know, was it just the progress that kind of built that momentum for you in the beginning? And then eventually you, you turned your eyes towards working on those issues. Um, you know, it was more of a, it was more of like the power of like, no, you know, and like understanding that all of this is in your control and it's, it's up to you, you know, um, and just, just being able to say, no, I don't need that right now. My body needs something else. It's not my, and my mind wants those things because it's used to having those chips and beers and sodas and you know, sandwiches and fast foods, but my body can't, you know, can't use that the right way, you know? And, um, I would say that and definitely not binge watching TV and eating, uh, because when you watch TV and eat, um, I felt like I started to associate, uh, TV shows and movies with consumption of food. And that is really, really a a very slippery slope, because then you have now trained your mind to thinking that, you know, if I'm having these chips, then I got to be watching TV. And if I'm, if a new episode starts, then I got to grab a new thing to snack on and a new thing to eat. And I'm not focusing on what I'm consuming. I'm just focusing on the TV show and mindlessly eating. And before you know it, I've eaten multiple bags of chips. I've eaten or drank tons of beer, sodas, whatever it may be. Um, and really just starting to shift the focus on focusing on the, on the meals, um, and what I'm putting into my body and viewing food more so as fuel than anything, than more of a, um, you know, emotional consumption. It was more of just, this is what my body needs in order to be the best version of myself, you know, that I envision myself to be. So it was more so just, um, yeah, taking the, trying to take the emotions out of it with the TV. The TV was probably, and I, I still try not to do that because that's such a, such a weird thing. You know, you really just don't focus on eating at all. And next thing you know, you've eaten (laughs) your week's worth of groceries, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah, I would say that and just being more understanding, you know, not not viewing any types of food as as like bad foods or cheap meals. Um, I would just view them as like like it's just food, you know, it's just food. And if you have the correct portions, it's not going to kill you. So I'm not going to lose like 
100 pounds in a week, I'm not going to gain 100 pounds in a week. One or, or two meals, even in a week, is not going to be the worst thing. Just don't binge it, you know. You can still have some of those foods. Just space it out a little bit more. So I think that was it. Um, definitely, definitely taking the TV out of the equation. Well, I think that's a big one. And I think it's something people don't think about because they just think TV is TV. And it's so ubiquitous in our lives in so many ways. But it goes back to speak to what you were talking about, you know, in the beginning about habits. And I don't think we realize, you know, how much as human beings, we are creatures of habit. We build these correlations, you know, so it's almost like the TV turns on and we get hungry. And it's got, like you said, nothing to do with what our body needs. It's got to do with our body. We've trained ourselves, you know, like that's one of the things like I think about behaviorally when you go through years of being overweight. You've trained yourself to be overweight. You know, exactly. you trained yourself to live that. You know, people talk about, you know, the gym is hard and learning a new way of eating is hard and all these things are hard. It's like, well, you know, getting to 400 pounds wasn't easy, you know, when it wasn't necessarily a goal that everyone has. But yeah. it's, you know, we were, we're, <laughs> we were the athletes in that field. You know, it was, you know, we, we found the, the pathways and the life and the training and the rep repetition and consistency that allowed that to happen. And exactly. Stepping away from that is challenging. And like you like I think something like you're you were talking about, you know, is that idea of realizing that okay, if if when I eat my first, you know, when I'm watching TV, if my first thought is food, then I should not be associating food with TV. You know, exactly. let me let me give food the, you know, honor food the way and I think even more so, you know, something for people out there listening to think about is not just eating with TV. But even these days, it's eating, eating with work, you know, sitting mm -hmm. in front of a computer and eating when you're working and that and your phones too. A hundred percent. Like we, we build these associations. And so it's in a lot of ways, it's like when someone says like, you know, what are some easy things I can do to get started? It's like, well, stop eating, you know, with television or, or social media open or a computer open, you know, focus on the meal, give the food its time. And the other thing is also in there, you know, with what you were what you were talking about in terms of habits and things that you had was eliminating soda, you know, eliminate, you know, especially regular soda, you know, eliminating that constant stream of, of, of calories from beverages, you know, is, is a huge thing for people. So those are those are some some basics. And like you, you saw, there was some power to it all making those changes. Like, how did things continue to evolve for you as, as you were losing the weight? Um, you know what, honestly, it was just more of like an appreciation of life. Uh, because for the longest time, you know, and I think that it, it was like this for most of my life, you know, being depressed and being morbidly obese, they, in my experience, they definitely go hand in hand. <laughs> um, they're definitely, you know, you know, one and the same almost it's, it's, I was so incredibly depressed all of the time. Um, and it's something that definitely changed for like the better uh, when I started losing weight and how healthy my mind got um, and how, how little anxiety I felt about things because I was so scared to like lose weight in general because I was so used to living the life that I was living that I felt such anxiety over change. And it was so scary to me to be losing weight. And I, I just remember all the time I was like, man, even if I lose weight, like, you know, I'm not going to be happy with myself. I'm not going to have like the perfect body because I'm going to have blue skin. And, you know, there was a lot of things mentally that I was just giving myself excuses for in order to just 
not diet because I was scared of the change that would come with it. Um, but then once I started losing the weight and I, I honestly had such an appreciation for life and it felt like for the first time, you know, I felt like I was really, um, reborn, uh, because of it. You know, I, I felt like I, I was normal. Uh, I felt like, you know, people weren't watching me when I was eating or, or judging me or, or looking at me funny. And now that I'm, you know, the weight that I am, I'm about like, I think I weighed in at like 210, um, this morning, but that's, I'm trying to like put on a muscle. Um, but now that I'm at the weight that I am, like, I, I don't care about loose skin at all. Like at all. It's, it's amazing. You know, I know that, that some people make comments on it, like with my arms and everything like that, but I think that they're more of just curious than anything. Um, and they're more of just like, how, how did you lose the weight? You know? And I think people are kind of taken aback when you go like, yeah, I lost it through just diet and exercise. Um, I would say just, just, man, just the appreciation for, for life again, uh, is probably the biggest change for me, you know? And I take, I take great pride in knowing that, you know, I'm Buffalo Bills fantasy you know, with all of my loose skin. Mm. So <laughs> that's a Silence um, of the Lambs reference for anyone who's not getting it. Yes, it is. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. You know, I earned this loose skin, um, and I would say like the confidence in myself, just believing in myself. Uh, there are a lot of things that really changed for the better um, when I lost, you know, all of the weight. I I can't explain it. It's hard to put into words, like how big of a deal that was for me um because i thought to myself when i was so much bigger i was like man if i just lost weight like i feel like life would just fall into place for me you know like that was the biggest obstacle in my life it was the thing that haunted me for the longest time and now that you know i have lost the weight and i maintained keeping it off um i i mean i can't i can't even put it into words how much how much better my life is how clear my mind is and I still have like, you know, brush ups with like depression and stuff like that, but it's definitely not like how it used to be. So, um, it, it's definitely the, the mindset change is, is indescribable almost. <laughs> no. And I think I don't want anyone to hear you saying that and think that losing weight equals all of those things getting better, but it is, what you did, you know, that process that you went through when you were working through it, that brought you that greater mindfulness, brought you that greater ability to find peace for yourself. And like you said, to find that appreciation for life. And so it impacts other areas. You know, it's not necessarily just that the scale changed and that magically made everything go away, but it's about learning the skills that you need as you're going through it and being able to build that up and find that resilience in yourself. You know, when you Something I think that was important too that you talked about was fear. Like, I, I think some people, especially people that have never struggled with their weight, will hear someone say, I was afraid of losing weight and think, well, how is that possible? Like, because to them, it's, it's inconceivable even to be that big to begin with. So if wanting to change it is, of course, like their first thought, but they don't understand, I think, that idea of having, you know, when it becomes your norm working to change it becomes this thing that can be terrifying because you don't know what's on the other side of that change. You don't know what's coming. So sometimes you have to kind of just dive into that fear and just hope 
that you're going to, you're going to have the outcomes that you want and you're going to see those things happen. And there, there's power to that. Like there's, there's something powerful about the doing, like you can't just explain it to someone. It's almost like they have to go through it. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's such a, it's such an odd thing, you know, because for, like you said, like for people who haven't had, you know, emotionally eating problems or have been um, a much larger, they just don't understand it. But if you put it into a sense for them, like it's just anxiety about change in general. I would say that most people get anxiety, if not everybody gets anxiety. Um, but anxiety to change is such a big thing. You get anxious about starting a new job or moving into a new home or any, you can be anxious about anything. And it, it's definitely the same when it comes to food because you know that you're almost getting rid of like that emotional support because that's what food was for me for the longest time. So it's almost like, like getting rid of that emotional support, that thing that's always there for you. And you know that you can't go back to that, you know, because it's so detrimental for you. So I think that's the scariest part of it was I felt like I was almost losing like a friend in a weird way. Um, I know that's such an odd description of it, but that's what it felt like. You know, I was like losing that person that was always there for me in the form of like food. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of us that have been through this can relate to. You know, I've, I've heard it said, I just recorded with someone yesterday who talked about food, you know, feeling like the only thing that was there for them at times, you know, it's, and it, that's, and we know now looking at it, that those thoughts aren't necessarily rational or, or real, you know, like what the meaning behind them isn't necessarily real, even though they feel real, but it is about finding other things to take that place because it became so easy mm -hmm. to use food for that for so long. Right, right. And especially because like, like I was, I was, you know, taken out of school at such a young age and, you know, it, it was such a like lifelong habit. Like it was such a lifelong thing, you know? Um, so it, it really was like, like losing that person in your life, that losing that, 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 you know, so that was, that was definitely like the, the oddest part for me was that, you know, that like emotional part of like losing that friend. almost. No, I think that makes sense. And as things evolved and grew for you, man, and you developed that appreciation for life, how, how did things evolve for you in terms of exercise, activity, nutrition, like how did, you know, especially as you were getting closer to having lost the weight that you wanted to lose. Oh man, that, that I'm like a whole different person now. Like I, I am nowhere like even near, you know, the, the old, the, the former. Uh, it's now currently, like when I started losing the weight, I decided to go vegetarian. Um, when I was maybe, maybe like a year and a half to two years ago. Um, and that actually helped out quite a bit. And I started like working out a lot more and lifting more weights. And I cut out soda completely. Um, eventually over time, how I did the soda was actually, I went from diet sodas to carbonated waters that had like fruit. And then I went from carbonated waters to water with the Mio's. And then I just stuck to water right after that. So I, I like slowly took myself away from sodas now I don't drink soda like really ever. I might have like a couple in a year, but it's it definitely isn't how it used to be. 
Um, and then I would say about a year ago, I went vegan. So now I'm full vegan. And like that has helped out um, personally, just because, you know, there aren't so many like fast food spots open, like for you, like it's kind of picking up steam now with all the beyond the meats and stuff like that. Um, but I don't really like touch that stuff too often. And I just feel a lot better. Um, I feel a lot cleaner when I'm eating those foods. Uh, so now it's like a lot of vegetables. I'm, I'm very lucky that I don't have like any allergies. So no like soy allergies or kind of nut allergies or anything like that. Um, and it's definitely like evolved into like, this is just my life now. You know, I don't consider myself as being on a diet. I don't consider myself as like, you know, you know, any kind of like bad diet or anything like that. I just kind of consider it like eating and eating healthy and like cleaner living. And ever since that change, it's been a lot easier uh, to maintain the weight. And now um, lowest weight that I hit was like 189, I think. And then I was like, I just felt like kind of uncomfortable at that weight. So now I'm starting to uh, lift a lot more weights. <laughs> I'm working out in the gym quite a bit. Uh, and my cardio game is insane now. Like I used to not be able to run. Now I can, I can run for a couple miles before stopping, you know? So it's definitely like a big change. Uh, and it's evolved into um, so many aspects of my life. It's just been such a positive uh with how ramped up it's been, you know, I get to, I'll, I'll go biking with like my dad or, uh, you know, work out, uh, out here in Vegas. Um, I haven't been in a second, but, uh, they have a, a calisthenics class out here called LV bar stars. And I've gone there a couple of times and they're really great. And just like the, the general like feeling, um, it, it's like a constant, like high, you know, and you also still get to have those like bad foods and you don't like freak out about it. Uh, Cause for the longest time, that's like all I was doing. I was freaking out about what I was consuming and it was like, I'd weigh myself and, you know, even just by 0.1 or 0.2 pounds, I would like lose it. God, I don't know how I gained weight. This is crazy. Like all of these things started to run through my head. And then over time you kind of get away from the scale and you just kind of like start focusing on, on just the cleaner eating aspect of it in general. Uh, so I, I would say like evolving wise, definitely like the gym has, has helped me quite a bit um, and helped me stay on top of things for sure. And I think it makes sense. Like there's that one I, I, I do enjoy cause it's, it's, it's rare that I, I can end up convincing someone who is vegan to come on my show because they think I'm the keto guy so that we're going to immediately I'm going to somehow trap them into talking about, you know, me, my, me, my life versus their life and all of that. And I'm like, well, I have people on who do all sorts of things. Like, I've literally had guys say, well, I'm vegan, so I, I probably shouldn't come on your show. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. Uh, you know, but it's, I think it's great for people to find what works for them and what allows them to thrive. And I, I think you talk about something that is really important for people you know, who may be getting kind of to that point in their weight loss journey where they're down to that last couple of pounds and they're starting to see the monster of maintenance in front of them. And, you know, I think one of the big things that is imp so important to really think about during, as you transition is not just 
you know, okay, I need to, to realize that I'm not chasing a number on the scale anymore, but what are the things that I'm chasing? What are the things that, you know, if I know that the way I'm eating and the way I'm working out, I like how my body fits in clothes. I like how I feel. I like my energy. I like my focus. You know, those are the metrics. And without having built that self-awareness to understand those metrics, I think that's really one of the things that makes it really hard for people. I mean, I know I went through that when I lost all my weight in 2013, had done none of that work. So had no idea how to, to do anything if it wasn't about chasing a number on the scale. And I screwed that up royally. But I think, you know, hearing you talk about like, actually like what, you know, even just that evolution of how you get off soda, you know, like that idea that, okay, it didn't have to be day one, I'm getting rid of, you know, this is gone and I'm just going to go to straight water. Cause I think that terrifies people that are, that are big soda drinkers. You know, it's that idea that you can allow things to evolve till you find the right thing for yourself. And that's, that's really where the power in all of this comes from. And that's exactly like, like what I tell everybody when they're starting out. It's like, it doesn't have to be black and white. Like, do what works for you, you know, you can take it little by little and day by day, start small, just work on getting, you know, for some people, just being able to do a few hundred steps in a day is awesome. And I applaud those people for doing that. Because that's like, you're making a big change in your life, you're making a conscious effort to do so. So I think that that's huge. Like you can't get caught up in other people's stories a lot, you have to understand how your mind and your body works for you you know, personally, and that's how you'll have the most success. So you don't have to like listen to anybody, but you can definitely like take little tip, like snippets and figure out like what helps you the most. I think people just put a, an incredible amount of pressure on themselves, um, especially with like comparisons to people on social media or in your everyday life. And it can be so detrimental to your psyche. Uh, because you'll just set these crazy expectations that are impossible to achieve. And then when you don't, you crash it back down. And it's almost like a, a form of self-sabotage almost. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. Like expecting that perfection out of yourself allows you to fail and not get as upset about that failure. You know, it, it's like your thought was, well, I wasn't perfect, so I might as well go back to pizza and soda time because that didn't work you know it's it's all about externalizing it instead of really you know so externalizing that comparison game externalizing am i perfect or not instead of realizing that while our struggles are common and that's the purpose of this podcast you know is to show you know men and women that are listening but you know really to share the stories of men that have gone through a, a common struggle but how unique each journey is and how unique each struggle is and like and when you accept that your challenges are going to be your challenges, they almost become more manageable because you're not trying to say, I have to meet this other person's rate or I have to do it the exact way this other person did. You know, accomplish, you know, meet yourself where you're at is probably one of the most powerful things I think anyone can do when they're getting started or even when they're working in maintenance. Like it's realizing what are the things that work for you? You know, like you talked about being able to introduce other foods. There's probably some people listening to this who are in maintenance who are like, I introduce those other foods and I go off the rails again. And it's like, well, that's okay. You know, if it's something is okay for someone else and not okay for you, that's fine. You know, that's the biggest piece is like understanding that individual, that bio individuality of yourself and your life and being okay with it. And, you know, like that's just, 
I just wish that was the lesson that every person listening could take away from every story they hear here. You know, that is that the that people that are showing the success aren't throwing it up in your face to say, nah, nah, look what I did. It's more about, look, look what I did by actually doing that work for myself. You know, actually putting in the time, putting in the effort and giving it the proper attention that it needed. Exactly. And that, that truly is like the biggest thing. It's so easy. I can't tell you how many times I've gone off the rails. You know, I've, I've gone off the rails so many times and it's just important to realize that it's just so momentary. Like those moments, the highs, the lows, all of it, it's all momentary. Um, and it's just about like overcoming those little moments. And, you know, I've even like now, like I'll still like order a pizza and like eat too much and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, it's okay. Don't freak out about it. It was just one day. You're not going to gain 20 pounds. You're, nothing's like over. You don't have to beat yourself up over it. You were a human being and you wanted a pizza because you're like tired. You know, you can't, you can't like beat yourself up over everything. And for the longest time, I personally was doing that. I would, you know, eat and I'd feel like horrible about it. And I would just like beat myself up over it for so long um, that, for a few, I would say months, I had like a big issue with bulimia. And it was like a big, big issue because I would I would eat and then I'd be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I would make myself like, you know, throw up. And then I would weigh myself and I would be like, you know, oh, I got to like get more out or something like that. And it was just like I was in such an unhealthy mindset that all I wanted to see was like the scale going down and going down and going down and going down. And when you have like loose skin, like I do, you know, the scale kind of lies to you a little bit because you have so much like excess skin. So you have to think like you might be like 10 to 15 pounds, like lighter than that with your body mass index, than then you actually like feel or look on the scale, you know? So for the longest time I had a big issue with that. Uh, and eventually I got that corrected, but it would just, Man, it's crazy, like, how deep your mind can go down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, all you want to do is, like, be skinny, so you'll do it by any means necessary. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that you were able to conquer that, because that's a challenge that I think more men face than we talk about. And, you know, again, it is that place of mindfulness that you worked through you know, that allowed you to, to, to kind of come through that and, and look at it for what it was. And you're not kidding when it comes to when you've lost a massive amount of weight and you have extra skin, it also means that all the fat cells that were on your body that you've now shrunk are still there. So the things that our bodies can do with water and fluctuations and all of that is, you know, it's, I, I describe it as fun in quotes because <laughs> we know that it's really not fun. But no. <laughs> it, when you're mindful of it and you understand it for what it is, it can be kind of funny knowing that if you eat a certain food that just causes your body to hold on to a ton of water, it's not that you ate 15,000 calories in a day and, and gained five pounds overnight, but something set your body off and had to, had it decide to say, I'm going to hold on to all of yesterday's water and let's see what happens. And, you know, you start to, you start to almost have to laugh at some of the things that you see happen. And, and, you know, it's, it's being able to take your challenges in your life seriously, but also realizing that it's not so serious that, like you said, one meal, one day is going to destroy everything. Like even, you know, I, I think these past couple of years for people that were 
hammered with success before the pandemic came and then saw some backsliding or old habits resurface or new challenges develop during these these past couple of years, you know, and get stuck in them again. And it's like, no, go back to like this idea that it doesn't define you going forward. You know, even if you even if you went off the rails for a year, six months, two months, whatever it was, understand that it happened and you know what you need to do going forward. And it doesn't mean that it's easy and it doesn't mean that it's clean or any of those things, but it's okay to give yourself the grace in those moments and say, I'm going to be okay because I know what I need to do and I know myself. Exactly. Show yourself some some compassion almost and just <laughs> accept it, understand it, and put your best foot forward, you know, and just, just try and tackle it, try and conquer it. Because, I mean, when I start, I've started dieting eight, eight times, you know, I've, I've failed more times than I was successful and it took a long time and it took, you know, many, it's so much trial and error that goes into it. Um, and just try not to beat yourself up. Even if you do start gaining the weight back or anything like that, man, just be easy on yourself, you know, and, and just try to understand that, accept that and apply the things that worked for you or have worked for you, uh, into doing it again. 100% man. So Logan, take us up to today. What are you what are you working on now? What are the challenges you face going forward from today? Ooh, well right now, um, so this was actually a really scary thing for me. Uh, I was trying to actually put on weight, um, <laughs> which is was mind blowing to me that I even like started doing that because for the longest time it was like, I want to see the scale going down and then you step on the scale and see it going up and you have that initial like, Oh my God, I'm getting too big. And then you're like, Oh wait, no, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to put on muscle. Um, so that's definitely like the hardest part right now. Uh, like I said, I was at like 189 and I started going to the gym a lot more, um, lifting a lot more weights and just trying to do my best to like fill out as much loose skin as possible. I know I won't get rid of it all um, because it would take surgery to do that. But I personally just don't really want the surgery. I don't really like feel like that's something for me. Um, but putting on weight has been super scary, like like really, really scary because it, you feel like you're kind of teetering sometimes. And I'm like, oh, God, like I don't want to. I don't want to like gain too much weight and all of this, but um, I would say moving forward, that's, that's my challenge currently um, that I'm very grateful uh, that I get to get to go head on with um, because, you know, after I lost all of the weight, I kind of got stuck in the spot. I was like, all right, I lost weight. Like what's next? <laughs> Like, what do I do from here? You know, like, is it just maintenance mode? Like, is that all it is? Like, for me personally, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't know. What do I do from here? You kind of like, like, once you do it, you're kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I got nothing else, like, lined up. So I was like, okay, I, I got to keep myself, like, me personally, I feel like I got to keep pushing and moving forward and, like, trying to um, be the man I, like, envision myself to be. So. uh I, I think that like lifting weights and trying to bulk is, is great, but it's, it's a very scary thing, right? Now. Um, especially to bulk on a vegan diet. Um, it's not, it's not like the easiest, but it makes me feel good doing it, you know? Mm. Well, 
Well, yeah. I mean, you can't just say, I'm going to throw some extra eggs into this or I'm going to, you know, I can, I can find some really easily calorie dense foods, you know, exactly. in, in terms of, you know, cheese and things along those lines that some people will use or even, you know, but I, well, and that's the thing is like, so my sister is mostly vegetarian, eats some fish, but one of the things that, you know, has been eye opening for me living with her is realizing where meat and animal based products, you know, ingredients show up in things that you would not expect at all. Like, right. Like one of the biggest things, you know, that I've known, I've learned to do is to read the labels on even things like, you know, marinara or tomato sauce, not realizing that they're using beef and chicken stock in it. Or the first time I bought home, I brought home keto friendly marshmallows. And she was like, like, you know, I, I can't eat that. It's, it's got gelatin in it. And I was like, oh, that's right. Gelatin is animal based usually like there's, so we were so excited when we found there's a brand now that's, that does a keto friendly and vegan, um, putting in jello. And so we were like, we can both have this. This is amazing. Um, but it's, it's about finding those things, you know, again, like you said, finding your way through that challenge though, because you know how your body thrives. And I think, you know, that idea of going from losing weight to gaining weight is probably one of the things that messes up so many people that are trying to add muscle, you know, because it's, it's antithetical to them having worked to lose weight for so many years to realize that, okay, now I actually have to eat in a caloric surplus and trusting yourself to be able to do that and being willing to see it as a new challenge is, is something that, you know, is understandably scary, but can be really fulfilling in the end as well, especially when you do it successfully and realize, you know, I handled that like that. Again, it's another one of those things where we build fears up to be things that are the, so monstrous in our heads. And then we actually do them and realize that, hey, you know, maybe I maybe I am able to do more than I thought. Exactly. And isn't that kind of like the the funny part about anxiety is, you know, you build them up so much. And then when you do it, it's not as bad as it seems. And then for me personally, I'm just like, oh, man, like, sometimes I'll just let the anxiety run wild. and I'll be like, yeah, do your thing. Because I know, like, if I imagine the worst case scenario, the scenario that is going to happen won't be what I imagined it to be. So it's almost like a comfort, like in the storm, you know, that you have to have to go with. So it's very interesting. Um, I, I started reading a book uh, by Alan Watts, and it's called The Wisdom of Insecurity. And he talks about that quite a bit. You know, he says, you know, there no amount of anxiety helps solve anything ever. And that's something that kind of like stuck with me. And I, I really uh, like felt that, you know, and sometimes, you know, I'll just, I'll let it go. I'll be like, yeah, man, get, get the anxiety out of the way, you know, build it up because now once I actually do it, I'll be cool. Like I have this, this like, like, like the confidence to be able to, to achieve like anything I put my mind to now, you know, and I, I know that may sound cocky or, or arrogant and I don't mean to be, but it's just like, what losing weight has done for me um, has made me feel like I, I really could do anything that I wanted to do. And I, do, I don't think it's arrogant. I, th I think it's just a real response to this adventure that you've been on and this journey that you've come through. You know, so uh, I think it's great to hear when, when a person evolves to that place and, and starts to have that faith in themselves. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, even with, with, like, the loose skin and everything, like, I don't feel like, like, I don't feel like any type of way about myself. I'm, like, fine. I'm, like, comfortable. I'm happy. I'm confident in myself. And I know, like, if I put my mind to it, you know, I've already accomplished 
or I, I feel like I accomplished like the hardest thing that I ever had to do in my life was losing that weight and breaking those habits. So if I can do something that was like a lifelong instilled nature of my being, basically, if I can revert that course, if I can change it into a positive direction, um, I feel like I can apply that into so many other things. And if you just put some work in, if you put some effort in, I think that really anybody can do it, you know, especially like for me, the longest time I was just laying in bed all day, like super depressed, unmotivated, like, man, I just didn't want to live anymore. <laughs> and then, you know, after you lose the weight, after I lost the weight personally, I was just like, God, you know, man, I can do this. I can do all the things that I want to do. Like, I just felt like confidence and, and, you know, happy for myself. So I started treating myself like I would treat others. And for the longest time, I would treat myself like, like, you know, the, the problem. And it wasn't that it was just changing some habits. So well, that's, that, that's amazing to hear, man. And I appreciate you being willing to dive into all of this with us today. If people do want to follow along with, with what's coming next for you, where do they find you, man? Uh, well, I'm, I'm really just on Instagram. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I really started that account trying to be like a weight loss, like influencer. Um, but that, that course has kind of changed a little bit. Honestly, I just kind of like post random things, you know, music, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just on Instagram, you know, maybe catch me in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Hey, there you go, man. There you go. Well, Logan, uh, what is your Instagram handle? Give it to them one more time. Uh, it is at Wolverine fitness. I like it. Um, I had a cat for 15 years that I had named Logan after Wolverine. So oh. Right on, I right like on. it all. I like it all. Yeah, I think I was named after Logan's run, which was ironic because mm -hmm. for a long time I didn't run. <laughs> which I did want to say earlier, like I, that's going to feel amazing. You know, I, I know I'm heading towards the wrap up, but the idea that you were at one point in your life, it was painful, you know, standing took effort. And now to be able to just actually move your body and run, you know, having that gift of being able to do that must feel truly incredible, man. Oh man, I I do sprints. I do uh, weighted vest walks. I do a forty pound weighted vest uh, with ankle weights, and I walk around this park. And man, it's the most like beautiful meditation uh, moment for me because I just get to be around you know nature and and just being able to actually walk, be able to fit in the booths, be able to you know just put a car seatbelt around me and actually click in or step on the scale and then not say like the dreaded ERR, uh, it's, it's, man, you, it's so, so much different, like such an appreciation for life. That's awesome, man. So Logan, I end every episode with the same five questions I call the fat guy five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? I am ready. Okay. So question number one, Logan, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Ooh, living or dead favorite fat guy. Um, maybe God. Maybe John Candy or Chris Farley. Those dudes were, were hilarious to me. <laughs> there we go, man. There we go. Those are They're the top two that I get. So you're in good company giving those answers. Question number two, Logan. What is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? Um, hmm. That is a good question. Um, maybe, maybe just like an understanding for... People who kind of like get to that weight, I suppose. I mean, I, that might be a, a weird answer, but it, it's really like uh, 
like, you don't know what's going on. Like, I know what I was going through mentally, like, with such a, such a low time in my life and be able to, like, get to that. And most of the time, I don't know if I can say most of the time, but, but from the people that I have talked to personally, a lot of it is, like, childhood, like, traumas that have sent them down this path. And I think it's more of just, like, a, like, I guess compassion. Mm-hmm. It's taught me a lot of compassion. Understood. Question number three, Logan. If someone out there wants to get their journey started today, what is one concrete thing they can do? Concrete thing they can do. <laughs> Be understanding and realistic with yourself and your goals. Um, and don't be so hard on yourself. You know. And if you're talking food-wise, stop watching TV. <laughs> get a screen away from you. That's the biggest thing. Get a screen away from you and meal prep just a little bit. Uh, because it's so easy if you've had a long day and you're coming home and it's so easy to stop at McDonald's. But if you have a meal prep already made waiting for you at home and you can just grab it and microwave it, that's the fastest food for you. And it's so much better for you. There we go. Question number four, Logan, what is one thing about yourself that you love? One thing I love about myself. Um, I, I guess, uh, Man, I don't even know what I love about myself. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, the compassion that I have uh, I've learned through all of this and more understanding uh, for everybody's own life. You know, everybody has had some some sort of trauma that has molded them into the way that they are today. And uh, not being so quickly to judge somebody for their decisions because you really don't know what they've been through and what has molded them into what they are today. There we go. I like it, man. And question number five, last question of the day for you, man. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? One goal is definitely music. Um, I've been playing uh, instruments for a few years now. Um, I'm, I'm actually sitting in my recording uh, closet right now. Um, and I'm hoping just to play some, some uh, open mic night shows and uh, just release a couple of songs, you know, um, that's probably the biggest thing I would say, uh, that and doing more volunteer work, uh, uh, out here. I volunteer at animal sanctuary. It's all friends, animal sanctuary. Um, great people, uh, you know, just stuff like that, I suppose. Awesome. Sounds great, man. Well, as I said, I'm going to put Logan's Instagram information in the show notes, or I didn't say that I'm saying it now. Uh, Logan, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story with my audience. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me, man. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, man. And everyone out there, connect with Logan. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at GourmetGoesKeto, Twitter at the same handle, email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com, and all that good stuff. And then, when you have a free moment, don't forget, go out there. Do something to amaze yourselves today because you are the most amazing people that I know. Then come on back and catch us here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.